Welcome to Veterinary Advice, Animal News, and Views. The place for pets and the people who love them. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Here are your hosts, practicing veterinarians, Dr. Roger Welton and Dr. Karen Lewis. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Veterinary Advice, Animal News and Views. I am Dr. Karen Lewis, practicing veterinarian in the St. Louis area. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Dr. Roger Welton, practicing veterinarian in the Florida area, we shall say. Hey, Roger, how are you doing tonight? I'm I'm doing very, very well, and um, I'm exceedingly happy because my, my mouth feels better I'll tell you more about that in a little while. <laughs> little suspense. <laughs> little suspense, segueing into our, our show there. But um, Karen, we have some mail. I like mail. We have mail. It's so nice that people want to communicate with us. Um, I guess I will uh, go ahead and read it. It's from a concerned dog mom, as she titled it, a lady named Ashley. And it's a nice, concise one for you there, Dr. Karen. <laughs> nice and concise. You know, yes. they paid attention to you. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hi there. I've been binge listening to your show since we identified a mast cell tumor on my dog. He is a three-year-old black Labrador named Marvin. Surgery is scheduled with a board-certified surgeon in our area and is over a week away. I don't know. I know I won't have more answers until the surgery and test results, but I want to give my dog the best fighting chance I can of a long and quality life. Can you recommend any particular diet or supplements that will inhibit future growth of these tumors and to help ensure that he has a long life ahead? I just want to know I'm doing everything in my power, both with modern medicine and a holistic approach. Thanks, concerned dog mom. Ashley, since I read it, why don't you go ahead and weigh in there, doc? Oh, sure. So um, first of all, Let's not put the cart before the horse, because if your dog gets surgery, um, they're going to send the mass off to the lab, and they're going to give it a grade. They're going to grade it either a one, a two, or a three, and that grade is going to tell you how worried you should be, okay? If it's a grade one, then you are no longer a concerned dog mom. You're just a dog mom, okay? (laughs) Grade ones are really wimpy. Um, I had a pug who... Oh my God, I kept chopping off grade one mast cell tumors off these dogs. And I was, after like the fifth one, I'm like, I'm going to make your dog freaking Franken dog, you know, if I keep doing this. It was awful. And they actually went to an oncology specialist who was like, they're grade ones. Who cares? You know, so um, don't let the word cancer, you know, freak you out. Because, like I said, that my pug patient who was a walking mast cell tumor lived to be 16. (laughs) So (laughs) that's very encouraging, I'm sure, to Miss Ashley. Um, if it's a grade, a high grade two, or the worst one is a grade three, those are the ones, thankfully, we don't see as often yeah. in, in my practice. Um, those are the ones you're going to be like, okay, let's do chemo. But I love, first of all, how you said it was a board-certified surgeon taking off the mask because it's really the most important thing you can do is get what we call a good margin, and that is the area around the tumor. You don't just want to cut out the tumor. You want to cut out a good, nice chunk all the way around it so there's no chance of any cells being left. And a board-certified surgeon will be really, really good at that. So that is encouraging me. Um, As far as diet, Dr. Roger, you're definitely the more holistic person. I was just going to say um, for diet, one thing I would not do would be a raw food diet, especially if you're doing chemo, because uh, chemo suppresses the immune system. And the last thing you want to do is throw a bunch of bacteria at your dog 
that it's not used to and hasn't seen before with a suppressed immune system. So um, if there's a food that he likes and he's been eating and he's not horribly obese, you know, um, then I would say stick with it. But I know, Dr. Roger, you have supplements that you use in your I, patients. I do. Uh, and, and so I think the, the, raw food, the lack of raw food, that's a no-brainer. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I saw a chemotherapy <laughs> patient who was raw fed, ended up getting an ascending um, infectious hepatitis from it, right? So lesson learned on that one. Dog nearly died from it, did not, but thankfully, tough lesson learned, but the, you know, pulled through it. So yes, totally agree. Um, the lack of obesity, that, that's also a no-brainer. We know that obesity is uniquely tied to cancer risk in people. The same applies to dogs. Um, as far as a, a holistic perspective... You know, my, my best, my favorite thing to do is to supplement them with antioxidants. So, you know, I really don't want to get into dosing uh, over, you know, the air. Uh, I don't think it's really appropriate for me to do that. But I will say, uh, look into or talk to your veterinarian. You're, you'd be surprised. Maybe your veterinarian is an integrative practitioner like me and likes to do things like this, immune-boosting therapy. Um, the stronger an immune system is, the, the, the better able it is to, to fight cancer. In a three-year-old Labrador retriever, I'd say there's probably a fairly substantial genetic component to this. Um, mm-hmm. But but at the same time, you know, why not boost the immune system? That's never a bad idea. So vitamin C uh, in certain doses. I like a particular an- uh, antioxidant called astaxanthin. It's kind of newer uh, on the market. It um, It's derived from algae from the sea. And uh, when you look up astaxanthin, if you could figure out how to spell it. I'm, I'm <laughs> I was going to say, if you can spell it, yeah, that'd be helpful. <laughs> not even going to attempt that one um, right now. But uh, you'll usually see pictures of shrimp or lobster because that reddish color that they take on is derived from uh, that type of allergy. That it, it, it's actually several types of allergy. And then lastly, there is a, uh, a rather tasty food additive uh, known as turmeric. And uh, it's what provides the yellowing of most um, like South, Southeast Asian and Indian cuisine, which I absolutely love. Um, and in certain quantities, that can also be quite immune-boosting and anti-inflammatory. Those are really the th- three, three main things I would recommend. Um, when you get the recommendation for dosing, I would very gradually work your way up uh, to the dosing. You know, you don't want to just load them up on vitamin C because the one thing we can see is some GI upset. So gradually introduce it, gradually increase it, uh, and do it do it in, in that fashion over several weeks. And there's, uh, you know, it's a water-soluble vitamin, so there's really no risk other than, you know, if you do it too quickly. But uh, other than that, it sounds like you're on the right track, board-certified surgeon, hopefully clean margins. Hopefully, let's all send her wishes for a grade one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I'm not sure really, it's often done. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Often done, even, even, even a low grade too. I'm, I'm usually not too worried, but yeah. And just bear in mind, if, if you haven't gotten the biopsy back, grade threes are rare. I don't see them too often. You know, so I, I'm with you in my practice as well. Yeah. I can count on one hand. I think the number of grade three. I've actually seen. They're all twos. Yeah. Yeah. You get some ones that they're all, because it's kind of funny. We've always, there's kind of a joke we make about pathologists because it's like they don't really want to commit. So they're like, you know, calling it a three is like a really scary thing to do because you're, you know, telling people that they do chemo and stuff. And, and they're like, eh, spin the wheel. It's a grade two, you know, because <laughs> they all come back grade twos, it seems like, except right. that hug. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. kind of kind of annoying. And you're like, well, what does this mean? It's like this gray area, but welcome to pathology. So anyway, I'll stop venting. (laughs) Hey, listen, I I agree with you with the, the pathologists are funny. Um, 
it seems like it's this, but I cannot rule out this, this, or that. I love those exactly. answers. It's like, oh, thank you very much for that. Okay. <laughs> but hey, to be, to, be, to be fair, it is a very hard profession. <laughs> I mean, what are they, five-year residency? What's that? I said, we don't do it. There's a reason. <laughs> There's a reason. Well, you got to look at, you know, samples, and they do a lot of necropsy, too. That's not... Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather work with live patients as much as possible. So, anyway, thank you for the email, Ashley. I wish you the best of luck. Hey, please send us a follow-up and let us know how things are going down the road. Appreciate the email. So, <clears throat> let's talk about our topic. <laughs> let's talk about your mouth, actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I just, I, can I just, I just have to segue this real quick and say, the last podcast we did after we were done recording – um, we always talk a little bit afterwards. Dr. Roger was like, I am so excited. I'm getting a root canal tomorrow. And I was like, whoa, how much wine have you had, dude? <laughs> so anyway, I'll let you say why you were so excited. Yes. Well, <clears throat> when I said I was so excited, I was being quite facetious, actually. Um, <clears throat> you know, you just hear the word root canal. It sounds awful, doesn't it? And, uh, you know, I, so part of me was looking forward to it because I, I wanted to be out of pain. But secondly, I, you know, I was not looking forward to it because, you know, it was a root canal. Anyway, when I was about 11 years old, I was playing hide-and-go-seek in the dark with a bunch of my friends, as boys do. And I was running behind my friend, and he stopped short, and I ran right into the back of his head. Damaged my, uh, one of my incisors. It remained discolored. But my dentists have watched it through the years, and they said, well, essentially, it's a dead tooth, but it's causing no problems. We'll just... You know, radiograph it like once every five years. Well, suddenly, at the age of 42, <laughs> the dentist says, wait, this is causing problems. See that resorption around the root? And, you know, we read radiographs all the time as veterinarians. And I'm like, I do see that. She says, well, you need to get a root canal. You need to get this addressed as quickly as possible. Otherwise, one day it's going to be a Saturday. And you're going to wake up in so much pain. And... There'll be nobody around that you'll have to go to the emergency room and get yourself on Viking until you can get in to get that root canal. <laughs> That's what she said. So naturally, I put it off. <laughs> put it off. Put it until off, a off. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> until it was, it was a Sunday, actually. Okay. <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, oh, the roof of my mouth hurts. And I go to touch my hard palate, you know, just behind the tooth. And I saw stars and my eyeball was hurting and I knew what it was from. And I'm like, man, am I going to get an I told you so for this? <laughs> and the very next day, I called up my dentist and I said, can you please give me that referral number for the endodontist? I need a root canal. I want a root canal. I'm dying for a root canal. <laughs> and lo and behold, I finally got it. Um, and life is good. They're not that bad, by the way. Really, the Better than the alternative, which is, you know, walking around like that. Yeah, so. Yeah, so <laughs> So let's put this into veterinary perspective. So I talked to Dr. Karen about this, and I thought, you know, this has actually made me a better doctor. Did you wonder why I, I made that statement? <laughs> well, actually, there's a lot of things that can make us better doctors, so I'm always kind of like, okay, I'll, I'll hear this one out. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, ultimately, it, the, the endodontist is this thing called a CBCT. It's a, basically a CT of the front of your face. Uh, CT scan. It's a, you know, a CAT scan basically of, of the front of your face. It gives you a three-dimensional picture. And what he discovered was there's a thumbprint size 
area of missing bone around that tooth um, that actually the conventional two-dimensional x-ray didn't really show the magnitude of, really, um, which really surprised me. And I'm looking, I'm like, there's that much hard palate missing? Good wow. Lord. So I thought, what do you guys do, rebuild my face? Am I going, you know, am I going for, <laughs> what's, he said, no, 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 it's okay. Once we do the root canal, we'll get rid of the infection within the root canal. We'll bore all that out. We'll fill it with cement. And that whole reaction will stop and your bone will fill back in. I found it hard to believe, but, um, so at any rate, the, you know, it occurred to me, the amount of pain I was in from one tooth, you see my number one, I'm putting up my one finger here. <laughs> yes. One tooth. <laughs> okay. Um, how often do we see radiographs of some of these patients that get in with like grade three out of four periodontal disease? And we have a mouthful of those, like not one tooth, like 10 teeth, 14 teeth with massive resorbing lesions. I can't imagine the amount of pain these animals are in. And they're eating. Right. And that's what blows my mind. Everybody's like, but he eats fine. I'm like, well, is he going to not eat? You know, <laughs> I mean. Right. <laughs> You're right. So, so they're animals. And so unless they're like really, I mean, what, what is an, an animal's natural tendency is to get on with their lives. They don't want to self Press on killing. and survive. Yeah. Right. Press on and survive, which includes eating in pain. But they're going to eat. You suck it up. Yeah. yeah. You suck it up. They don't wallow in self-pity like I did that Sunday. I felt <laughs> very sorry for myself that day. I, I feel sorry for your wife. Can I just throw that out there on that Sunday? <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, I'm going to tell her you said that. She's going to crack up. <laughs> <laughs> Us guys don't deal, deal with pain as well as we pretend to. Oh, no. <laughs> That's great. So so how, how often have you done dentistry, right? And, you know... Like, oh, you get the two-week you, – you've done, like, 15 extractions because, like, they're just falling out as you're scaling them, some of these teeth, right? <laughs> the only thing holding them in the socket is, like, it's the, the tartar itself. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a horrible mouth. All right, you clean all that out, you suture it up, and they come back. And how often do you hear this? Oh, my God, who knew? I, it's like my, I have my dog back. I thought he was just getting old, you know? And yeah. really, he was just miserable. Or she was just miserable because she was in so much pain. I had a cat who had, and cats get these, they're called resorptive lesions. And basically, you can actually probe, and there will be like a little divot or a hole in the tooth. You touch the tooth, and the cat jumps off the table. Wow. They're so painful. Yeah. And um, it, they hurt so bad. And I had a cat who I, I uh, pulled a bunch of those teeth, and about, you know, they came back a week later, and they're like, she's lying on the back of the couch. She hasn't done that in months. Yeah. We didn't know why. We thought she didn't like it anymore. And I'm like, well, she just felt like crap, you know? So, yeah. and as you know, like one tooth can ruin how your whole body feels oh as, my God. and how your whole family probably feels that day, uh-huh. um, you know? <laughs> so yeah. um, I can imagine having like five of those, but animals are tougher than we are too. I will give them credit for that. And cats tougher than dogs, right? Oh, so, I think so. They're so tough. They're, they're, we, they're, they're a level of tough that we can't even wrap our heads around things that they can live with right? oh my god i've had cats come in like broken legs flapping around and they're like hey what's up and i'm yeah. like you're, you're like hanging on by a thread but that's okay we'll just move on you know right. <laughs> yeah crazy. Or eyes hanging out or something crazy you're just <laughs> yeah. like you know it's pruning itself you know or preening itself pruning itself <laughs> yeah. listen to me preening itself yeah so um and those so so you didn't say the full sentence you know i i love to sound smart and say feline odontoclastic resorptive lesion Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm a minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like to I like to make my sound myself sound smart. Um, 
Yeah, cats. So cats are unique. When they have tartar, they activate these cells called odontoclasts that start to basically eat the tooth. It's targeted for destruction, but at the meantime, in the meantime, as it's resorbing, it's not only a, a potential abscess hazard. I've seen that happen, but it hurts like the dickens. Like you said, like they hit the ceiling when you just put your nail in that. Ever oh, obviously, yeah. yeah. How about this? As you're scaling the teeth, and or we don't scale. We have a hygienist that does that, the veterinary technician. But as they're scaling the, the teeth, you have a cat in like a you know deep surgical plane of anesthesia. But as they're scaling the tartar off of a foral lesion, the 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 the, the, the jaw is actually clattering. Right? Yeah. You ever see that? Like this cat is in. There is there is so much pain response going on, and so much just raw nerve pain that or reaction because they, they can't be feeling pain. Their cerebral cortex is shut off, right? Well, they're under anesthesia, yeah. Yeah, but un- under there's still general, some weird reaction, yeah. So, some weird, like, nerve impulse or something that's coming from that raw, nasty lesion. Um, hey, let's talk about, uh, you know, the extreme example of what could have happened to me had I not had my root canal, which would be the um, wonderful... Divorce. Um, <laughs> <laughs> your children moving away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crying. Yeah, uh, opioid addiction. <laughs> but end result, my my hard palate disappears. We see this happen actually with with dogs. Oh yeah, well, and you and so that's the hard palate is the bone that holds the tooth in place. So what we often see is when there's nothing to hold the tooth in place, it gets loose, which is painful too, yeah. and then they actually fall out. <laughs> so. Um, and we have, I mean, puppy dogs. I rescue those, and they so many times have missing teeth, and it's. Probably because they had the infection, it got to the bone, the bone that holds the tooth in the head, that goes away, the tooth falls out. You know, it's it's a mess. You, you could be the toothless wonder, basically, yeah. if you didn't address it. Absolutely. In worst case scenario, you get that communication to the sinus, the or the good old oronasal fistula, which sometimes you close those up. Why don't you explain that? I know I just... Oh, yeah, that's cool. I love and using our- smart words. Oh. <laughs> And I'm like, it's a hole in your face. <laughs> so, well, and dogs and cats have different anatomy than we do because their nose is kind of, you know, look at your dog from the side. Their nose is kind of right on top of their mouth um, and their eyes are further back and ours are all kind of stacked on top of each other. But um, anyway, it's, if you think about it, it's not a very big trip to make from the <laughs> upper tooth, you know, to the nose. It's incredibly so I'll have thin. A, ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly thin. Like when you look at the skull, you, you look oh, at the model, yeah. you're like, it's, that is a very short trip. And especially these little dogs. Yeah. Because um, they all, um, th- there's not much there. And unfortunately, little dogs are the ones who have the really bad dental disease, it seems. Yeah. So um, what they'll do is I'll have a poodle who has a discharge coming out of one side of its nose. Uh-huh. And we're like, why is there discharge coming out of one side of your nose? Um, it's probably a rotten tooth that kind of worked its way up, and yeah, it's a yeah. bad deal. <laughs> yeah, so. you, you ever get like this? So Italian greyhounds are, are notorious for this. Oh, geez, yes. They're, they're like, yeah, while well, he's eating, food's coming out of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> I never had that. <laughs> Definitely not normal. Well, I work with an Italian greyhound rescue, so you can imagine oh. the, the mouths yeah. that I see, right? Um, yeah. as you see, I see a lot of Italian greyhounds and oh my God. And, and so, so yeah, you got to clean all that out, but then you go to suture them closed and sometimes they're, they're, they're not repairable. There's just not enough tissue to close them. And they literally yeah. live with a hole in their, in their mouth that communicates with their nose. It's really nothing and I actually to do had about it. an Italian greyhound who had the hole. It didn't communicate with the nose, but there were holes like above the, 
the the upper fang teeth, the upper canine teeth, we call them. And, um, oh, my God, food would just collect in there because it was just this pit. And it was, I'm like, this is not helping. It was awful. I mean, the dog was ancient, and they had just rescued it, and they didn't want to put it through a lot. And I get it. Um, right. So you just kind of, like you do, you close up what you can, <laughs> you know. and Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so not to get too, too far into the dental horror stories, but the worst one I ever saw was actually an owner of an Italian greyhound. And I met her through the rescue, a nurse, RN, a a human nurse. (laughs) She was terrified of anesthesia. And I kept recommending dentistry. I'm like, listen, it's getting bad. It's getting bad. It's getting bad. We're now at grade two. We get to grade three and four, four is the worst it can be. You're talking very expensive, very invasive oral surgery. Well, she waits so long to the dog. Literally, it's only nine years old at this point, can no longer eat, right? And you know things got to be really bad. And I hadn't seen the dog in like two years. She also she also was scared of vaccines. An RN. This is an RN. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So I didn't really see them for well visits or anything like that. They had to be sick. Um, anyway, by the time I see this patient, the front, uh, I would say two to three centimeters of its nose was kind of just hanging there. Oh, yeah. And they're like soft and squishy. Mm -hmm. Soft and squishy. There was no bone. Yeah. And the teeth that were in there were so fistulated and just there was multiple communication points to the sinus. And so not only did I had to do massive oral surgery on this dog to rebuild its maxilla, that upper jaw bone, I had to put a feeding tube in its mouth while it healed or or in its uh, esophagus Mm -hmm. so it could eat while it healed. So, so had she just done a couple of maintenance dentals along the way, you know, no, but now instead at nine years old, this dog goes through this massive procedure, needs a feeding tube, do the cost comparison there, the invasiveness comparison. And what the dog went through. What the dog went through. Now everything ended up going well and he ended up losing every tooth. So the dog never needed a dental again. It is a silver lining. Whenever I pull all the teeth, I'm like, hey, this is the last dental you'll ever pay for. dental ever. (laughs) All good. Yes. (laughs) So... So I guess the- well, and I have some, and the lower jaw can go that way too. I have some who I'll touch the lower jaw, and it feels like mashed potatoes. Oh, you know, and yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not good. You know, um, same deal where we're just have this mushy, infected mess, and I'm like, and I, I, a lot of these are puppy mill dogs who obviously people, you know, or in my case, if I just got them in, I'm not, you know, we can't go back and fix it. But if it's an own dog, it's like don't want to get that point, don't want to get to that point. Let it right. nip these suckers in the bud, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's so simple, and the anesthetics are so safe now. You know, the monitoring equipment is so advanced, and so it's it's less expensive for us to purchase it. So, you know, we got all this fancy stuff to monitor them so carefully. You're talking about a 30-minute cleaning, and it's over if you keep up with it. And I think that's the toughest selling point is that, I, you know, the, the, the importance of dental health in animals, it, it's tough to sell sometimes to, to a lot of folks, especially – ones that don't have great dental, you know, habits of their own, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, oh, I had this guy, the dog had, you know, we grade dentals on a scale of zero to four. And the dog had a grade four, which is, you know, loose teeth. You lift up the lip, you know, pus sprays me in the face, you know, one of those oh, kind of dentals. And, um, and I was like, hey, you know, your dog really needs a dental. And, um, and he pulled down his bottom lip and said, yeah, so do I. And showed me his grade four oh. mouth. And I was oh. like... He's like, when I can afford to fix this, I was like, you know what? I can't argue with that. No, you can't. <laughs> because your mouth yep. is worse than your dog's. So I won't yeah. kiss either of you, and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Was the guy married? <laughs> Didn't ask. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I've gotten a couple of those too. Or, yeah, once I can get you know for my own dental work, and you know, it, it's uh, we do price it better, more competitively than on the human side. My uh, root canal was twelve hundred bucks. So, um, wow. but of course, we're not really doing a lot of root canals. Do you have any endodontists in your area that do those? And we do have. We have a dental specialist over in St. Louis, and because okay. um, you're a major city, yeah. Yeah, and we actually, yeah, he does root canals, although um, most of the time we just extract the tooth with dogs and cats, you know, and it's just, it's simpler, it's less expensive, it's less anesthesia time. I mean, most people are like, yes, 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 let's do this. So that's, and dogs and cats can do very well with no teeth, as we've seen. There's no social stigmas. They're not trying to go get jobs, you know, with no teeth or anything, so. It it does bother some owners, though. It really does, And, and obviously if it's a show dog or... I don't know, a show kitty or something like that. But, you know, for the most part, yeah, I mean, just if it was my dog, I'd just be extracting the tooth. Now, in in ARC, the closest endodontist is on the west coast of Florida, somewhere near Tampa. We call that the left coast. Oh, yeah. Um, the left coast. So most folks aren't going over there for it, so they'll just have me extract the tooth. But I'll tell you what, extracting a tooth, when they, when they, when you compare a really hard task to, it's like pulling teeth, you know? You ever heard that? Like, Oh, yeah. I hate it it came from somewhere because pulling yeah. teeth sometimes. <laughs> I mean, teeth I sucks. <laughs> oh my goodness! Especially that 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 large one, the P four, the three rooter, the biggest tooth. Those can. Oh, yeah. I mean, you get a big dog, one of those can sit there sectioning and burring away, and just you know working at those. I've I've been on one for forty five minutes before. You know? Oh, at this point, I, I love the puppy mill dog. But I call them plunkers. We just go plunk, 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 and they just come out. I'm like, oh, these are all plunkers. These are great, plunkers. you know. But the yeah. ones you have to like grunt and cuss and sweat over, yeah. you know, you're like, this is ridiculous. Why am yeah. I doing this? Yeah, they're amazing because you're like, you look at the X-ray. It's god awful. You're thinking, what in the world is holding this thing in there? What, yes. Why is it not coming out? <laughs> what dark magic is this at work? You know, horrible. So, so why has it made me a better doctor? Well. So I, I've, I've shared with you that my, my associate doctor, Dr. Fogelberg, he is like the master of converting dentals, like selling the dentals. And, and I, can't, I can't overstate what good medicine it is. And, and so when I say selling dentals, you know, I'm not trying to sound like a used car salesman. I mean, it's good medicine. It is bad for your health to have bad teeth. It is bad for your dog's health to have bad teeth. It is bad for your cat's health. And cats, uh, there's a statistical increase in the incidence of the number one killer of cats re, uh, kidney failure in cats that live a certain uh, period of their lives with severe periodontal disease, or I think it's grade two or higher, right? There is a link. Um, we don't know exactly what that link is, but we know there is a link. So it stresses the body. It stresses the immune system. It's not good for the body, but it's painful. It's bad quality of life. Um, so anyway, it's made me a better doctor because I'm getting up there with Dr. Dave now in my ability to sell dentals because not one client who has a pet with periodontal disease is spared the root canal story. I feel sorry for your clients all of it. No. <laughs> I, I've been able to condense it down into less than five minutes. Well, because I was going to say, do you have to like lengthen your appointment times now for all your wellness visits? <laughs> Thankfully, I haven't. And uh, my my uh, my technicians, when I'm getting too talkative, they have a 
there, there, there's a there's a sentence of code, and just in case um, some of my clients are listening, I'm going to keep that a secret. But there's a certain thing that they say that I know that I, it's it's time to wrap it up. I'm I'm talking too much. <laughs> Got to move on. Uh, well, mine's just say, "Are you done yet?" Look at me. I'm like, "Oh, guess I am." <laughs> Yeah, we, so we we have to have code words. Obviously, I do a podcast, right? So talking is kind of it's kind of what I do. <laughs> I imagine I imagine your client communication is rather involved as well, right? Yeah, well, I do house calls, so mine are even more oh because I'm like sitting in their house yammering for thirty minutes. Do you, you know, do you ever drink tea with them and stuff like that? Oh, we get homemade cookies homemade today. Cookies. Actually, today I got to feed donkeys. You get a little bit of everything. So, so how does that happen? <laughs> Well, we went there to see the dog. I I don't treat donkeys, just for the record. But no, we went there to see the dog and um, fix the hot spot on the dog. And then we're walking out, and the guy was starts telling me how he got these donkeys. Their names are Chip and Dale. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Chip and Dale, the donkeys. He's like, "You got to come and meet him. You got to feed him an apple." I'm like, "Sure." In house call medicine, the answer is always yes. Okay. (laughs) So, do you want to jump into the lake? Sure, you know yeah. we just do it all. So yeah, why not? Yeah, so we actually they're on, they're on my practice's Facebook page, but um, yeah, it was we got to meet Chip and Dale and feed them apples. So yeah, there was a longer appointment, but you know what? Hey, it was fun <laughs> because not every day you get to feed a donkey apples. Yeah, I, I would love to feed a donkey apples. To be quite honest with you, that sounds awesome. Well, come to Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> now were they donkeys or mules? They were donkeys. Donkeys, yeah. So um, he said, I, I'm not an expert on the field, but. And they love getting their ears scratched, so we scratch their ears and talk sure. nice to them. And yeah, yeah they're, they're, donkeys are a lot of fun unless you got to get them to do something they don't want to do. That could be rather. Oh yeah, feeding them apples is easy, but yeah, anything else is like no, no. <laughs> yeah, when we were uh, when I started my education on the island of Saint Kitts, we worked on donkeys quite a bit because their anatomy is very similar to a horse's. Um, mm-hmm. So there was abundant. Uh, donkeys on the island and uh, not quite as many horses. So we found ourselves working on donkeys, you know, floating teeth and doing all the things that we do. Um, Certain non-invasive procedures that we would do and, you know, things that uh, helped us to learn the smaller version of a little horse, you know, but, but, you know, a lot of us got the crap kicked out of us as we're trying to work with some of these creatures. We're just getting them to move and, you know, they're doing their donkey noise. I I got an impression, but I'm not going to spare you that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway. um, Yes. But we were talking about, yeah, how um, house calls allow for more talking or more extracurricular activities, I guess is how I got down that road. (laughs) Yeah, so, so, so let me ask you a question. As a house call doctor, so... Obviously, you care a lot about dentistry and dental health, and see the value in it as, as a veterinarian. Um, what do you? What do you? What What is it that you do? Do you? you do you have an anesthesia machine you take and do it on site, or do you have a, a oh, practice no. you refer to? No, I want it done well. Okay. So I, I have. I'm not going to white trash this in your kitchen, you know, and be like, <laughs> "Hey, let's do your dental over here." <laughs> no, well, no. I, um, yeah, I mean, so, some house call vets have like a full, like really. You know, yeah. one of those big campers you see at the veterinary conferences. Oh, yeah. You know, because um, there's a house call vet in town. She's a friend of mine, and she has the big RV. Yeah. But she doesn't do surgery in it. She has a surgery in her house. Um, a lot of vets, even those, won't do surgery. In the, unless it's like a low-cost spay-neuter van. Okay, I gotcha. You know, those will. Otherwise, because you just can't you can't have dental x-ray. Like, a lot of the stuff you really need, it's just not practical to have in a van. Right. right. And I always tell people, I'm like, would you want to have surgery in a van, or would you want to have it in a hospital if you were having surgery? They're like... Yeah, I'll take the hospital. Yeah. 
<laughs> so we have, I have three clinics in the area that I'm very good friends with. And, um, oh, that's awesome. closest or whatever, I just, I send them there. I say, Hey, I'm sending you a dental. I get, I make them an estimate. Um, so they do have to leave the house, you know, which right. sucks, but that's just part of life. Um, right. But then they get the dental and they're usually happy that they did. So, or for any surgery they need, like, you know, spays and neuters, knee surgeries, whatever. You know, I just, I have three clinics that are spread out around my area, which is nice. So everyone can kind of have their group that I send, you know, send to. That's very cool. You got a, like a little symbiotic relationship with, with brick and mortar clinics. That's, so that's, oh, you, yeah. You well, I mean, because I, I know so many people, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I'm a talker. So, um, and it's funny, I don't know if this is like this in your area, but like the vet clinics around in my area were kind of clicky. Like there's like the cool kid clinics yep. that I would like to think I'm in. And there's like the, <laughs> the cool clinics, and we're like, you know, we're the cool, cool kids like hang out together. I don't know. It's, it's so Holy cow! Weird. You know, it, it's so <laughs> it's so true here too. Okay. Oh my goodness, is it true? And it, yeah, we 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 have our little click as well. Well, yeah, so we, my little click is who I send my demos to. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. It's so funny how how that is, it, and it it just it just organically happens. You know, you don't plan it. Um, oh. Yeah, we we ran into another another you know one of the cool clinics where we we're, we we did a little office happy hour at this place called Squid Lips you know here in Florida and that's we're fun. like what's that that's a, that's my new favorite word I think Squid, Squid Lips. Lips yeah that, that's <laughs> it's an awesome place right on the water here and uh, yeah we we get a bunch of drinks sent over to us it's like oh it's so and so animal clinic and I'm like oh hey guys what's up it's it's one of the cool clinics that's here yeah, <laughs> yeah. really funny you know. Um, again, nice symbiotic relationship with them as well. You know, a client might end up over there or they might end up over at my place and we're always going to say kind things about one another. And, uh, that's cool. But you got three like that. That's, that's really neat. Cause you know, some, some, some brick and mortar vets that are paying a big mortgage on their building, you know, sometimes take exception to house call vets. I'm not one of them. I say more power to you. If you are willing to, you know, travel the way you do and, you know, have to feed, donkeys, apples, <laughs> all the various things you need to do, you know, that's great because there's definitely a market for it. I would say you would do very well in Florida. <laughs> um, well, all the retirees, they do not like to leave their house, you know, so um, it, it's actually a thriving industry here. Any chance you oh, want to move? I have to say, a lot of my, um, a lot of my friends in these clinics, in the brick and mortar clinics, they're like, "Oh, thank God!" Because people used to call and be like, "Do you know anybody who comes to the house?" We'd have to tell them no, and then they get mad at us, you know. Yeah. And now they're like, "Thank God for you! We can give them your number, you know, and yeah. give them an answer other than no." And so they're actually thrilled to give away my information, sure, and say, "Here, call her," you know. So and they have the confidence perfect. that you know the the the, the client's going to get quality care, you know, and yeah. Because all these places, I mean, I've worked in these places on and off, you know, just over the years, like Mm -hmm. when somebody goes on vacation, hey, will you run my clinic for a week, you know, so Mm -hmm. I I know their staff, I know the receptionist, you know, I I feed them very well. (laughs) (laughs) So feeding them is key. But yeah, I'll actually like bring in a cookie cake that says, I'm sorry, my client was a jerk or something, you know, (laughs) just just because why not? Right. Yes. Better than thank you. <laughs> thank you for put yeah mm-hmm. i get it believe me i get it so so i had so since my root canal um my my dentistries have really gone up so that so what my what my my one of my cvts uh says cvt certified variant technician she says to me 
Wow, Roger, you've gotten an awful lot of dentals. You're 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 almost getting like Dave, you know. And <laughs> and I said it's the root canal story. I'm telling you. And you know what? I even showed him. I show. I even show my discolored tooth. Hey, see my discolored tooth? I used to try to hide it. You know, that was like my one little. You know, I have a I have a one tooth that's a little darker than the other ones, and uh, d- conventional teeth whitening did nothing to to fix it because it was stained from the inside from the trauma. You know, so it, it used to be something that. Uh, I was a little self-conscious about, you know, but now I'm like, hey, look at my discolored tooth. I have a story to tell you. And and, and this is very important because it's going to save your dog's life or your cat's life. So um, I've been I've been I've been itching to talk about it, obviously. So thank you for the opportunity. (laughs) No, it is. It is. It's and and um, I actually wrote an article a long time ago along these lines, but I couldn't really quantify it. And it's kind of cool when you could put yourself in the shoes of the patient that can't speak to you. The article was called "They Suffer Silently," and I I didn't I didn't come up with that statement on my own. I came up with it front. I heard it in a conference when it was a dentistry conference. Um, you know, at, at one, not a dentistry conference, but a veterinary conference, I sat through a dental lecture and I said, you know, just always remember these patients suffer silently and don't, don't take it lightly because, um, suffering silently is the worst kind of suffering because they just don't know. It's not neglectful owners. It's not their fault. What did you say at the beginning of the podcast? They're still eating, you know? Yeah. And I mean, some people, it's like, well, their breath got really bad. That's like the only thing they'll notice because especially a cat, how many cats are going to let their owner lift up their lip? And look in their mouth. You know, I mean, yeah. most and most owners when they see me do it, they're like, "Oh, wow!" <laughs> you know, it's like years of advanced training to do this move with my thumb. Yes, yes. you must be the cat whisperer. Yes. <laughs> no, exactly. And um, you know, for for a cat to actually show pain, they have to be in a great deal of pain. Um, and and same goes for any dogs, obviously. So. Um, I, I thought that was an important thing to share, and uh, not 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 only do my clients get the benefit of the root canal story now. All of all of our podcast listeners get to have it as well, especially especially in Canada. You know, we're very popular in Canada. Did you know that? Well, hey, no, I didn't. I never hey, shared that take, with I'll you. I'll take anybody who listens to me yammer on for forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, we're quite popular in Canada. It's it's cool. What's cool about a podcast is you you you, you know people can tune in from anywhere in the world, and they can tune in. At their convenience, you know, they don't have to sit and wait on the edge of their you know smartphone and oh wait, they're Roger and Karen are on. Here we go. It's awesome. You mean people aren't doing that? Oh man, until I, I burst my bubble. I know. I'm so sorry <laughs> to share that with you. I think we get usually man. about ten live listeners. I'm surprised there's that many <laughs> <I know. laughs> because they're so unpredictable. I mean, like when's we didn't even know when we're doing this no, at the time. You know what we I mean? Don't. Like, how do people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about tonight? Hey, how about nine thirty Eastern Standard Time? Sounds good. Hold on a second. Kids went to bed earlier than expected. How about nine? Okay, <laughs> sure. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I, you and I have crazy schedules. There's, we just can't commit to a, a time. Although, if we ever end up on Sirius SM or Sirius XM um, satellite radio, I will make that time slot. Just putting okay. that out there in case there's any Sirius XM executives listening tonight. Yeah. After this podcast, they'll be like, I don't know. He has a discolored tooth. Do we want <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's why. That's why I'm on the. I'm. I'm. You're listening to me, not seeing me. <laughs> well, you, you heard that phrase. You know, there's a. Um, she has a face for radio. Right. Have you ever heard that? I well, have. actually, I would say that um, I, I have a face for radio. For radio. <laughs> I have a voice for newspaper. <laughs> so because <laughs> I've got this husky man voice, and I'm like, yeah, it's a voice for newspaper. And people kind of stop and think, they're like, huh. 
Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> well, that that's totally your sense of humor, though. I I, I get it instantaneously. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, um, it's it certainly you know it's not it's not a shrieky high like piercing, you know those voices too. And some yeah. of those are on the radio, and you're like, ooh, got to turn that station. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we need to sign off because we are going way off course. <laughs> Tangent. Yeah. So 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 we actually have a rule in my office meetings, by the way, when we have a staff meeting. As soon as we start to go off tangent, you are allowed to yell, tangent. <laughs> Maybe we should start oh, doing that. Yeah, when we're going off topic and suddenly we're starting to talk about like last week's happy hour or something, you know, yeah. somebody yells, okay, tangent. Yep. Okay. Back on topic. Anyway, <laughs> that's yes, awesome. good idea to sign off. So yes, everyone, pay close attention to your pet's teeth. If the recommendation is there, please do it. Um, it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot less invasive, a lot less painful. Don't let your pet go through what I went through. Any final parting thoughts there, Dr. Karen? I think you said it perfectly. All right. Well, until next time, I look forward to our next uh, talk. I'm sure we'll figure out minutes before we're going to go on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, thanks, guys. Have a great night, everybody. How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network, with gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.